This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Charles Barkley once said a series does not start until the home team loses a game. In that series, when he said that, the home team lost very quickly on a John Stockton shot. Let's hope the same can happen for the Utah Jazz, who are now tied 2-2 against the L.A. Clippers. 8 o'clock tip-off right here on the Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk a little jazz basketball with the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. His appearance on The Big Show brought to you, as always, by the Murdoch Auto Group. He's the one and only David Locke. What's going on, David? Oh, I don't know. Not a lot today. It's only maybe, <laughs> arguably, the busiest news day in the history of the league. It's amazing. Uh, it, it really is. It just came, it was like an onslaught this morning. Well, let's take it one at a time, David. What did you think when you first heard about Kawhi Leonard? Well, I mean, when we first heard about Kawhi Leonard, it was that he was out with a knee sprain, and you didn't know for what duration. Baller, to his credit, was the one who really kind of, I mean, I saw the injury call that he stayed in the game, shot his free throws, missed them both, by the way, and did look bothered when I went back and rewatched the replay, and then he stayed in. He had two closeouts on the next play, which he didn't do great. You'd never notice that during the game. At least I didn't notice it. And then he fouls Bogdanovich. They call a timeout. He doesn't come back in. I didn't I didn't pick it up while we were in the arena. I mean, I saw him walk back behind the basketball standard. I saw him bend his right knee. He definitely was grabbing at the outside of his knee. Like, that was clear. Bowler was the one I got off the plane yesterday. The first question he asked me on the show was, well, how long did he cries out? I was like, whoa. Like, and so Bowler really saw it, to his credit. Um, so I was, you know, hey, it was big. And then the next news is it could be ACL. That could be anything from a strain to a partial tear to, you know, something more significant. But that really leads you to believe he's not playing again in the series. I think mean, the game changed. This is, you know, if you go back to the bubble last year, after game four, the storyline was that Kawhi Leonard was reestablishing himself as the best player in the NBA. Kind of the exact same storyline we have right now about Kevin Durant, who's going on after game four of the second round against Denver about Kawhi Leonard. And he was kind of doing it again. His performance and his level of aggression and intensity in games three and four was awesome. And he had given his team confidence. They were on his back. He was carrying them. And we didn't have an answer. He was unbelievable. He screened out every screen out. He rotated every rotation. There was a play where he cut off the dribble drive, Rudy Gobert's roll, and intercepted the pass and took it the other way for a dunk. He was at the highest level of the claw, the terminator, whatever you want to call him. And so to have him be injured is an incredible game changer of the series. From a bigger picture, I'm a fan of this league. I, you know, one thing we got to remember is – 
if it's a full ACL or something of that sort, this is when the NBA Finals usually end. So we will lose him for all of next year as well. It's not like this is when next year's Finals end, probably on this day, 365 days from now. And so if he ends up needing some sort of surgery, we could lose him for the entire season, which is really just, you know, we went a year without Durant. And it seems to be the way the world works now, but it's just too bad because he's one of the great players in the game. He plays the game with a stoicness that's kind of, I think, appreciated by some. And he's dominating and universally thought of as the best two-way player in the game. And no Jazz fan will argue because his performance in Game 3 and Game 4 was incredible. All right, so let me throw a, a theory your way, David, and uh, you can let me know what you think. So with, with no Kawhi, that means that the Clippers, at least some, are actually going to have to run an offense, which they haven't for the past two games, which means that Rudy will be more involved, which may mean Rudy has a big game tonight defensively. What do you think? So, I mean, I think Rudy's actually had a pretty big game throughout the playoffs. If you look at the numbers, like their offensive rating when Rudy's on the floor is not great. So I think he's actually had a really big impact in the series. Um what you're really saying, so the Jazz are the number one pick-and-roll defensive team in the league, and the Clippers are the number three offensive pick-and-roll team in the league. And the Clippers had really abandoned the pick-and-roll. They went from averaging about 80 picks a game in the regular season down to about 50 in game one or two, and I think about 40 in game three. I'm rounding all those numbers. They're not precise. But they had really abandoned the pick-and-roll. They only run 40 pick-and-rolls in a game. It's kind of a crazy low number. And they had generally run an equal amount of those when Gobert was on the floor and Gobert was on the bench. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I mean, they really were only running the pick and roll when Rudy wasn't involved as much as they could. It almost felt like it. they were up by so much in game four that they tried it a few times again to see if it might work, and then it didn't. And they were like, all right, yeah, never mind. We won't do that again. So what you're really saying is that they run pick and roll, because I think they run offense. They've run Paul George off some double staggers that have been pretty impressive. They've run some some actions of that sort, but I, I think they're still going to be predominantly five wide, spread the floor, penetrate, drive, bring Rudy off his man, and kick out, and I think that's still predominantly what you're going to see, because if you're playing Rudy in the pick and roll, then that still that plays to the Jazz strength, and Paul George is not good in the paint when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. Like, that is in this series, I think he's shooting about 25% in the paint when Rudy Gobert is on the floor. So, David, at the other end of the floor, when Donovan Mitchell, when they're running guys at him the way they have been, can he – it seems to me as I've studied – and I rewatched uh, the game uh, yesterday as well, and I'm watching, I'm thinking there are times that it looks to my uneducated mind where Donovan – where there are guys open and Donovan can deliver, deliver the ball to them – if they're ready to shoot and if they're aggressively ready to shoot. And is this is the fact that Donovan has done that some, but maybe could do that more, the fact that he's 6'1 and not 6'7? So there's a lot you just to unpack there, Gordon. And, I, and it, you know, I can give you the simple yes in some ways. So let's start with the last one first, if I may. Donovan at 6'1, when the trap, what they were trying to do a lot of times was get Reggie. Reggie Jackson was guarding Royce O'Neal. Reggie Jackson was the one bad defender on the floor, not a not elite defender. Their defenders are so good. The other four are all elite. So he's one of the elite, you know, he's one of the non-elite defenders on the floor. And they're trying to bring Reggie Jackson to the ball so that they could get Donovan switched on Reggie Jackson the same way they did to Luke Kennard in, 
in game one, in game two, and they would trap. And so that trap was certainly 6-8 and 6-4. Or at times, it was Nicholas Batum, it was 6-8 and 6-8. So you're absolutely right. The, the next part of it is, ideally, in those trap situations, you're getting the ball into the middle of the floor. And that's where if you had a Mike Conley, you probably could do some of that. Rudy is the one who would have to catch at 15 feet. That's not a great scenario for us. So, you know, give some credit to the Clippers. They've really figured out how to play us without Mike Conley, which we have not entirely figured out how to play without Mike Conley yet. And let me elaborate on that if I could for a second. And it's really important. It's why tonight's not, like, while it's a lot easier without Kawhi Leonard, it's not a gimme in any way, shape, or form. We were, what, 15-6 and six this year when – or 16 and five or something like that in the 21 games that Mike missed. But we never played teams back to back to back to back, right? No one really had a chance to game plan us in that fashion when Mike Conley wasn't playing. The Clippers have done a really nice job of digesting who we are without him, analyzing it, and coming up with game plan that is really hard for us to score and really hard for us, frankly, to, to play against and accentuates all of the things that we don't have with Mike. That's still true. For the Jazz, this is now the first time they've seen it. So they're digesting how to counter that. And it's in some ways, I'm not sure they totally have counters to it because Mike Conley's not playing. And it's not entirely clear what they need to do on all those things. They play Donovan off the ball and, and have picks coming to him. Well, that's pretty hard if every guy on the floor is 6-8 guarding your guys and you're having a hard time with passing lanes. So I don't entirely know what the answer is on how the Jazz play without Mike Conley on a team that's figured out how to play them without Mike Conley. And that's a huge part of this game. I hope that made some sense. It was kind of a funky sense. The third one I would say to you from being in the arena the other night and not and I didn't see it as well when I rewatched the game on, on the plane. There were numerous times where our seat was left of center so we could really see the Jazz offensive floor in the first quarter. There were numerous times where I thought a Jazz player had a passing lane. Literally, like, in my call, Boyan's driving. I see Ingles in the corner. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Ingles corner three coming here. That's when you're calling play-by-play. You're trying to anticipate a little bit, so you're ahead of the play or with the play. And he would make the pass, and it would get intercepted. And it, it looked like those passes were open, and their length at 6'8", 220 across the board, other than Reggie Jackson, was just suffocating. And absolutely passing lanes evaporated and disappeared in speed that I don't think our guys understood. So some of those passes, example, Donovan trying to get Rudy at the rim, where Nicholas Batum is supposed to be guarding the corner shooter, to Joe, which was Joe on that play. He's able to get over and knock away from Rudy. Batum particularly did an unbelievable job of guarding two players at once multiple times with his long arms, and he's got about a seven-foot reach and just was, was, was kind of like an octopus out there. And so I can keep going. It means our spacing has to be perfect, our passing has to be perfect, but I will stop. <laughs> David Locke with us on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Not jazz-related, but uh, what would you think about uh, the Chris Paul news today that he's going into the COVID protocols? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Which the ones I can, I mean, he's really vaccinated and he got COVID. That's I'll say that. I'll, I'll, I'll. They said John Ron was vaccinated too, and then he wasn't. So let's see what happens. If he's not vaccinated and he gets COVID, 
that's a pretty big risk when you have a chance to go to the NBA Finals. David, and what about the news out of uh, New Orleans, Stan Van Gundy? Or the out. news out of Washington or the news out of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it big. You know, the Van Gundy thing's been percolating for quite a while. And I'm not sure how to analyze it. So the, there was a lot of feeling that that was not rubbing right. It didn't rub right in Detroit either. I thought it was a strange hire, frankly, um, when they did it. Um, the only thought is, and I'll, I'll decide, I'll, I'll just leave this out there. I don't know. Let's watch who they hire. Part of me feels like David Griffin, like if they hire Terry Stotts, I have a, I would feel like Sam Van Gundy got fired because somebody better became available. I, I can't tell if that's what just happened, but it feels a little bit like that. Like, why is he getting fired today? doesn't entirely make sense unless, you know, unless they, you know, I haven't seen the spin. I mean, maybe Stan decided that he just didn't want to do it anymore. They came to some agreement, but it seems like that agreement should have come to a few weeks ago. So, um, you know, they they didn't make the playoffs. Um, So I feel like it's almost as though somebody else is about to get hired. Like the story in the league, I don't know if it's totally true, but the story in the league about Minnesota's hiring was that there was word that somebody else was about to hire Chris Finch. Maybe it was Houston or something like that. And so they quickly fired Saunders and hired uh, Chris Finch without any search at all in the middle of the season, really strangely, pulling him off someone else's staff because they didn't want to be in the middle of a search in the offseason. So it feels like that's what just took place with New Orleans. Last thing for me, David, uh, just uh, on the personal front, you mentioned the plane. How was it uh, traveling with the team again and uh, getting out there and calling it on the road? Um, it was great. And being in the arena and being able to do your job, I thank the Jazz tremendously for having the respect to broadcasters and the job we do to allow us to do it the best we can and bring the fans um, the the best, you know, game that we could. Um, it was it – was, you know, honestly, walking into the Staples Center was a really emotional moment. Um, I, I didn't know if we'd ever do it again. Um, and just to have, you know, have your employer respect what you do and give you a chance to be great. I've always said this about the Jazz, that, you know, all I've ever asked them for was, I used to say this to our old boss, Jeremy Castor, all the time, all I ever want is a chance to be great every night. If I'm not great, then it's on me. And nothing's more frustrating to someone if, you're not great to somebody else. This year was really, really frustrating. It was no one's fault, but we couldn't be great half the night. And if I, I, I struggled badly. I'll just say that. I don't want to make it sound like it was bigger than it was. Other people had other struggles. We all did, but I struggled. I really struggled. So to, to be back on the able to call the game and do the art, do it as best I could, and hopefully deliver a fabulous product to our fans, that was a uh, that was uh, that was it was it was really emotional, really awesome. Um, I wish the games were better, but it, it it was you know some of the favorite games I've ever called in my life. This, this last two weeks has been as enjoyable. You know, sometimes despair brings you the biggest joy, right? To be in the arena when the crowd erupted in Game Five against Memphis, to be in a full house against the Clippers in Game One and Two, uh, and to be back on the road for Game Three and Four. These have been some of my most favorite. Uh, games I've ever called in my life. 
David, uh, I think jazz fans would be curious to know, how would you compare the crowd at Staples Center versus what you experience here at the Vivint? Uh, not a fair comparison. They were still under uh, Gavin Newsom's uh, restrictions. Um, I was following California politics. They are opening up today. In game six will be a full capacity because Gavin Newsom didn't want to be recalled. Um, so they have, uh, I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure it was because of COVID numbers and some science. Um, but the recall votes seem to be coming too. Um, so they have opened up and they will be at full capacity. So it was not their paper cutouts. My only disappointment of my whole time, and I didn't even think about this, is I fully should have taken a paper cutout. <laughs> like, that was, like, the last arena that was ever using paper cutouts for games. And, like, that would have been, like, when we were kids and, you, like, like, you, like I live on a, never mind, I don't want to say where I live, but, like, you know, kids steal street signs, right? Like, y'all see those guys, like, like, that would have been, like, the childhood thing to have in your room. It's like a paper fan, paper cutout from COVID. Like, that's a collector's item. That could have gone right with my national newspaper bin that I had for years in my college dorm when the National went out of business. <laughs> really old reference that only Gordon understands. Yeah. Um, but, like, I am so bummed I didn't take a paper cutout. And I could have been in the carpool lane for the rest of my time driving <laughs> through Salt Lake. <laughs> nice. All right. I wonder if you ask, uh, you know, Highway Patrol or whatever the police officers out there, how many people have tried to prop up weird <laughs> stuff to try and get into the carpool lane. I bet they have some stories. Oh, yeah. But having a, a, a cutout from Staples would probably be a pretty good one. I'm so bummed on that. I really like I usually think of those things. I didn't like click to me that like the end of the game, the minute the game was over, we were like done. Boone and I done postcast. I was like, I think we'll get one of those. And they were all gone already. Hmm. Well, David, uh, look forward to your call tonight. We'll see you here at the arena. It's going to be kind of awesome, isn't it? Absolutely. Playoff basketball, man. Sign me up. You're signed up. Thanks, buddy. See you, David. There's our friend David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. His appearance on the big show brought to you, as always, by the Murdoch Auto Group. We will have more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz Clippers, Game 5, going down tonight here at Vivint Arena. Injury is, of course, the big story of the day. Kawhi Leonard will miss tonight's game after injuring his knee in Game number 4. Mike Conley will miss tonight's game once again as he continues to uh, rehabilitate his injured hamstring. Coach Quinn Snyder was asked about Donovan Mitchell and his work ethic. He's been, you know, really coachable and tactical. Um, about how he approaches his work. I think, you know, whether it's, you know, his willingness to listen to and whether it's a coach or a teammate, um, in addition to him studying the game, you know, he's just always looking for ways to get better. And I think that's demonstrative of a hunger that he has, you know, to be great. Um, so the combination of those things, um, that, that the results are, are what you're seeing. Tip-off coming your way tonight, uh, a little after 8 o'clock. David Locke and Ron Boone will have all the action for you. Pre-game coverage uh, with Tim Lacoma and myself begins at 7, live from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena. This uh, update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply.
rocking now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. some tickets it's the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone phone lines are banked it's time for a little big show show trivia we have three questions ready to go if you get the right answer we're giving you a pair of tickets to go to the game if you get the wrong answer we're going to hang up on you but we'll be nice we'll say we'll say thank you but here's the deal all right uh, we'll ask the same question to the next caller so if somebody right now we have uh, several callers on hold uh, so if somebody misses it and drops off the line, be quick to call in because we've got the phone lines full now. So when one of those lines is freed up, if somebody misses it, be quick on the draw, <laughs> as they say. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let's get things started with Dallas. Dallas, welcome to the big show. How are you? Doing good. How about you? Okay. We are doing great. You've been listening today, Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hopefully. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Here's your question. Who was the guest today that Gordon Quipped has all the answers? Eric Waldron. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dallas, congratulations. You're going to the game. Who are you taking? Awesome. My wife. All right. Good for you. Good move. Good answer. All right. You got to hold on the line. Don't hang up. All right. You got to hold on. Austin's going to get your uh, info at the end of the segment. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dallas. Enjoy the game. All right, this is going well so far. <laughs> it is. All right, let's uh, let's get out uh, to uh, line two and Oscar. Oscar, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, terrifically well. Have you been listening today? Yeah, since 11 a.m. I was hoping you'd ask that last question, though, because I knew that one. Oh, well, if you've been listening, you'll get this <laughs> you'll one. You'll get too. it. You'll, you'll get, get this it. one. All right. What Pac-12 football program was at the center of our 3.30 segment because of their alleged cheating? Was it Arizona State? It was Arizona State, Oscar. Well done. Well done. Who are you taking to the game? Nice. Who am I taking? Yeah, who are you going to take? A friend and jazz fan, Cameron. All right. Well, you and Cameron have a good time. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Okay, hang on the line. Yeah, hang on the line. Austin will get your info at the end of the segment, all right? Don't hang up. All right, buddy. There you go. Congrats to Oscar. Two for two, Gordon. I like this. These guys are all over it, man. All right, uh, let's uh, now welcome to the show Josh. Josh, hello. Hello. You been uh, listening all day today? I've been. I've had you in my ear. I'm home about 4.30. I'm in and out. All right. All right. Well, I hope uh, I hope you get this one right. Uh, Gordon came into the building today and talked to a security guard. What did that security guard say was their favorite part of the show? Well, truth of is questionable because it was on sports report, but uh, 
Is he calling into question my integrity, my truth telling? He probably should. Yeah. Should we still give him the ticket? Yes. Yes, we should. (laughs) Hey, hey, congratulations. Who who are you going to take to the game tonight? Uh, I'm probably going to take my dad. Oh, that's right. good. That's good. I Terrific. like that. All right. Hang on the line. Don't hang up. Austin's going to get your info. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. That went well. That it went better than I were. expected. Man, they just, maybe we should have toughened it up a little bit. Maybe we should Those guys sounded like they would have gotten every question correct. Yeah, they sound like they've been listening, which was was the point. After Wasn't Austin in favor of having, you know, asking three questions? Three to questions. Each one? Yeah, that would have been. I bet, yeah, you, know, you know, the tension would have uh, grown a little bit. I'm just, I'm just glad we get to help some of our uh, loyal listeners go to the game. Yeah, I think it's pretty true. cool. That's I a good mean, point. I think, uh, I think people are pretty excited to go to playoff basketball games, and sometimes it's not the easiest to get, to, or the cheapest for that matter, to get the opportunity to go. So I'm stoked that we can get some of our great listeners in the building tonight. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. Everybody, if you haven't had a chance to get over here, uh, do whatever you can because playoff basketball. This year particularly, I think, is is a real highlight, and people are fired up about it. Yeah, no doubt. And tonight, I mean, see, I hate talking about this stuff, but, I, you know, with a vulnerable Clippers team, there's probably going to be a lot of optimism in the building tonight, I'm guessing. More than there might have been otherwise, but that's – and we don't like uh, highlighting that. We certainly don't uh, uh, hope for anything like that, and we hope Kawhi gets – recovers quickly but man i'll tell you it's unavoidable i mean it's inescapable the jazz have to look at that and factor that into their strategy tonight man it's interesting how that story's evolved today because it it initially came out oh he's gonna miss game five and he got a knee sprain Mm -hmm. and then it comes out a little bit later they're really worried it's the acl and Mm -hmm. that could mean he's done for the series and Mm -hmm. then now people speculating it could be done for the playoff which is just which is just too bad especially the way he was playing just Terrific basketball player. Oh, yeah. Clutch, he, dude. He's amazing. And this isn't the first time, by the way, that this has happened to Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. Remember when Zaza slid under him in that uh, that Warriors-Spurs yes, series, which mm-hmm. was just terrible. That, terrible. That That's had, one of the most disgusting plays in NBA history. That had a real effect on the league, I think. You know, that uh, referees really started guarding against that. And nowadays, if you go up for a three, if anyone comes near your landing space, you're, that whistle's going to blow almost 99 out of 10, 100 times. Can I ask you what you thought about LeBron's tweets today about all the injuries? I didn't see LeBron's uh, tweets. Let me read. Uh, here it is. Uh, LeBron sent out, it's actually three tweets. He said, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest. Rest before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars has missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players. It's insane. If there's one person that know about the body and how it works all year round, it's me. I speak for the health of our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were seeing all your favorite guys right now. So, a question. Is the injury that happened to Kawhi Leonard, would, it, it, was that affected by the compact season? 
Or is that an injury that would have happened regardless of whether there had been three days between games? Because Kawhi did sit out a lot this year. Uh, but, I mean, he did. Load management and all. And, and some of these uh, other injuries that we've seen, um, players have missed time during the season. I'd, I I have no doubt that the short offseason had some sort of effect on the current NBA season. And LeBron, too, uh, did add later on, and I know the business side of it. But that's I think that's this, for me, Gordon, and maybe I'm way off on this. Tell me if I am. But the, for me, this strikes as that's easy for you to say, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because... A lot of the, you know, you talk about the force majeure and the CBA and all this stuff. A lot of players who aren't the status of LeBron, you know, if they didn't get in in as many games as possible, they're going to feel it yes. in the pocketbooks mm-hmm. big time. And they mm-hmm. don't have Space Jam coming out yeah. this offseason. <laughs> you know? And, they don't and, have the resources and the earning potential that uh, LeBron does. And so it's easier. And this is your point. It's easier for him to say that sort of thing than it is for somebody who would really miss that paycheck? And not to mention the the good folks who work for the franchises. Yeah, you know that that have jobs in the building from selling tickets to security to ushers to uh, marketing to I mean Gordon, you know top to bottom how many hundreds of employees per NBA franchise they need these games to be played so that they can function and have jobs and all these really worthwhile things and, and support so, their families. You know I I do think that the players were burdened with a short off season. I mm-hmm. think that's true. But I think we've all had to make some adjustments given some unique circumstances to try and make the best that we can. To make a, I love this saying, chicken salad out of chicken, you know what, you know, stuff. It's it's tough. And, you know, you know, like, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I was I was a little turned off by LeBron's comments, I guess. It's it, 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 oftentimes when someone says something, there's some truth in it, and there's some truth in what he's saying, but there's this whole stack of other considerations that you articulated nicely there. So, yeah, it's a give and take, and the players did vote to, to go ahead and play it this way. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Charles Barkley once said a series does not start until the home team loses a game. In that series, when he said that, the home team lost very quickly on a John Stockton shot. Let's hope the same can happen for the Utah Jazz, who are now tied 2-2 against the L.A. Clippers. 8 o'clock tip-off right here on The Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. It's rough and tough. You should get some seat covers on your... Uh, 
on your uh, race car there, Gordon. What would you get? I mean, what would I get? Like sheepskin or something? <laughs> I don't know. You could find out what the, the good folks oh, at Rough Tough do exactly. I would it, find something nice and comfy yeah, and no, soft. Nothing and... below mink. Oh, <laughs> some the mink. finest of Serbian minks. <laughs> mink seat is covers? That where, is that where minks come from, I Serbia? Know, just, I just said it. I don't know. <laughs> I think they come from Lehigh. I, I thought, uh, isn't that kind of taboo these days to be slaughtering minks? You can get the synthetic mink like at Minky Couture. Oh, okay. Feels the same and it doesn't uh, deplete the, Again, the population. You guys minky. probably had a burger for lunch. Let, uh, let's wear a little mink. It's all right. <laughs> huh. Wait a minute. You know how people are about when you wear fur. Didn't know Travis, uh, Clay Travis hosted this program. Wow. <laughs> Oh, we just talked about yesterday how everybody uh, has a tough time with their dogs passing away when they're they're crying into their uh, beef chili. It's not the same. <laughs> it's people, it's yeah, not dog people, chili. People aren't slaughtering dogs and wearing them. But they're animals dying for I, your I purposes. It. Actually, there's a movie out right now where a woman does that very thing. Oh, really? Her name's Cruella DeVille. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, you admitted that you ate your pet chicken. <laughs> I did not eat my pet chicken. <laughs> That's what you said yesterday. No, I did not. I Big said I, Huey's had, dog I had chicken later. Not not on the spot. No. That was... How dare you? How dare me? I didn't eat my pet chicken. <laughs> that wasn't me. It wasn't me either. That, that finger at me. Was it, Did you go deep fried or did you bake it or what? Nothing. I just had, uh, I was served teriyaki. chicken <laughs> later in the week. Oh, a good teriyaki bowl right now would hit the spot. All right. Uh, it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball, brought to you by Peach Building Products. For more than 25 years, Peach Building Products has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and custom service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255, for all of your window and door needs. Are we ready? For 20 seconds of baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Bees are off tonight before they start a six-game series in Sacramento tomorrow through Tuesday. Rays pitcher Rich Hills upset the players union wasn't given the chance to approve or argue the 10-game suspension decision for those who doctor the baseball. And Gordon already knows this, but the injury bug has found the Phillies. Gene Segura left yesterday's game with a groin injury. Overrated Bryce Harper was shelved with lower back soreness. I bet they get better with him out of the lineup. Yeah, I would bet on it. It's what happened in the Nationals. Okay, so hold on here. They won it all. They won it all. All they had to do was jettison a player. First of all, very nice timing there on that 20 seconds of baseball. He's gotten really good at it. Uh, But where did you guys come up with your hatred for one of baseball's most charismatic players? Overrated players, yes. Well, well, why do you hate that charismatic? guy? Charismatic. Uh, yeah, and I don't hate anybody, but he's super overrated. And the Nationals did get better when he left. <laughs> charismatic is closer to a lie than uh, overrated us. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call him charismatic. Either. I know, but where, why Why? You, why you just pouring it on that, that poor feller? You like not to poor, see He's not man. poor. <laughs> yeah, you'd like to see people get uh, a claim that don't deserve it? No, it's just a, there's right, a, there's paid a, there's a lot of guys it. in baseball and other sports who who uh, get paid a lot and may not perform up to that standard. But why are you all over Bryce? He's annoying he about it. Gets paid a lot and doesn't live up to that standard. <laughs> and is annoy is very obnoxious. Yes. All right. Well, 
I'll, I have I to see it. one more stupid Gatorade commercial with Bryce Harper's hair flowing in the wind. And notice... Uh, was this a Maybelline spot or a baseball spot? No, well, notice... Maybelline Gordon, wouldn't be hair. Gordon couldn't stand him when he was an would be eyelashes? Now yeah, he's Gordon a, didn't now like he's him. Now he's a filly, it can, can do no wrong. You did know that, though, that he got back a back injury, right? I didn't, I didn't break news to you, did I? Of course not. I'm f- following my team. And Gene Segura, what are you guys going to do at that position? I don't know exactly. I, they're, I think they're... What position con- is that? They're conferring pitcher. Are they? No, he's <laughs> they're con- slightly behind. They're conferring about it as we speak. <laughs> hmm. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. On that note, great job, Austin. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, love it that you're helping our listeners. This is a very important thing, relationships. This is big in life and health. This is big in life and health. In fact, uh, a guy with erectile dysfunction has been shown to have a little higher level of stress and anxiety. No wonder, right? It, It totally makes sense. So many guys are struggling with ED. And I'll tell you, I am yet to meet a man that says, the pill works great, I have no side effects, it gives me exactly what I want it to. It just doesn't happen. It's not a good solution, it's not fixing anything, it's causing side effects, there's no spontaneity. If you're out there listening, maybe you've heard us talk about this before, and you're struggling in the bedroom, mild or severe erectile dysfunction, the acoustic wave therapy that we use at Wasatch Medical has helped so many guys just like you. They don't like to talk about it all that often, but they've come in, they've seen the results, the relationship with their significant other has improved, the intimacy is better, and that is a great thing. Yeah, folks out there are feeling a little embarrassed about it. Don't. Get in, taken care of, because you could be turning back the clocks after, what, just a few treatments, right? That's right. And you're more normal than you think if you're struggling, so don't be embarrassed by it. Two to three weeks of treatment, that is what Cambridge University says is the right number. That would put you the first week of July, you 4th of July, you could be done with these treatments and think about what that could do for the relationship, throwing those pills away. Man, that sounds uh, like it would be a big relief to a lot of guys. 801-901-8000, that's the number to call. Get on the schedule, and uh, you're going to take good care of them, right? We are. If you're struggling with ED and sick of the pills... Call us here at Wasatch Medical now. We're still answering the phone. The assessment and exam with the doctor will be free. A great uh, chance to answer questions, ask questions. Uh, We'll do the blood flow ultrasound at no charge. And that little gift, very popular, produces immediate results in the bedroom. All no charge. All right, make it happen. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks as always, Andrew. You're the best. Really appreciate you guys today. Back at you, buddy. 801-901-8000. Give me a call today. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. But first, it's a win ticket Wednesday. Let's give away some tickets. Be the 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. We're going to hook you up. One of heavy metal's all-time greats, Judas Priest, will celebrate their 50th anniversary this year with the launch of a North American tour this fall. The 50 Heavy Metal Years Tour, sponsored by Live Nation, September 30th at the Maverick Center. Tickets available at AXS.com or the Axis app, sponsored by Live Nation. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 
1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show kicks off. I got to scurry on down to the plaza, Gordon. Yes, indeed. It's uh, it's game time, and uh, it's uh, hoping for for a terrific game tonight, and a, and a game that can be played without guys getting hurt. I mean, but I'd like to see some intensity on both sides. Uh, the Clippers raising their intensity without their leader on the floor, and the Jazz meeting that intensity, and uh, we'll see how it goes tonight. There are a whole lot of adjustments to make, and a whole lot of execution to clean up. So, you know, Gordon, we do the hot topic for the pregame, as you know. Uh, I've done some pregame shows throughout the season with us, and uh, um, I, I try to really select what is the most interesting part of the game. And I admit, you know, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong, but something tells me is selecting the hot topic for tonight not going to be challenging. I don't think so. No. 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 <laughs> There's actually any number of really good hot topics that you could choose well, from. Well, you know, Bring but Kawhi out, bring Leonard out the missing the game. It, really. I mean, because yeah, Kawhi's missing the game, Mike Conley's still out. And so those are huge factors in this series, obviously. I mean, the loss of, of Mike Conley for the Jazz, maybe not as severe as the loss of Kawhi, one of the NBA's best players, but still significant nonetheless. And the games go on. It's just, it's like the Gladiator Arena. You just keep on playing. Well, Gordon, you enjoy the game tonight. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, buddy. All right. I may stop by and see you. I may not. I'll uh, wait and see how that goes. Well, you know, it starts in like two minutes, so you probably ought to make up your mind. <laughs> I know, but I, well, <laughs> I mean a certain segment here and there. I don't mean to go camp out with you. I see. You don't have I'm not going to punch up a pillow and, you know, make myself at home down there. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.